Hi, it's Pete Norsett here, and welcome to another Train on Sports and Focused on Football Betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent, thanks, Peter. I believe you've just flown in. You've made it by the skin of your teeth to record this podcast. Where have you been? Well, I've been to Singapore for the week, and well, it, like I say, it's quite a long way to go for a week, but uh, oh. battling through at the moment. A little bit fuzzy. All right. Oh, I did have a good time, though. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, so what a what a place it is. I mean, the people there are so nice. It's unbelievable, really. Uh, it's a, a, an island made out of money, I believe. I think yeah. I had a stopover there once. Uh, yeah, very affluent place yeah. and part of the world, mate. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. The, well, obviously, there was a lot of uh, you know <laughs> financial talk in you know at the breakfast table. Not Bullshit. by no, yeah, not by me, by the. No. No, you, you, you've got your millions invested wisely. You don't need to keep a daily, daily check on them, do you? Right then, well, let's, uh, we're recording this Friday, but so we thought it's easier to get it, you know, you know, done properly. And uh, so hopefully that gives you enough time to, you know, take this in before the, uh, the action starts. And tomorrow it's uh, West Ham against Chelsea. Recent head-to-heads, the Hammers have had the better. They won four, uh, there's been one draw, Chelsea won two. Plus a quarter of goal handicap. This West Ham one plus a quarter goal. One three drawn six. Only lost one. Coming off a one old draw away at Newcastle. Chelsea when they're minus a quarter. One five draw. One lost four. Come for nil nil draw at home to Fulham. Under two and a half goals in eight of Chelsea's last nine. Plus a quarter of a goal. Three hundred matches. Ninety home. Eighty two half wins. Hundred twenty eight losses. So it's sorry. Hundred twenty three losses. So it's. No, sorry, 128 losses. So it's uh, 132, 131 to 128, roughly there. So no real lean there. But value Chelsea according to my ratings. Crikey, the jet lag sounded like it got you then, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quick, well, this is a bit of a strange game for me in some ways because if you look at the league table and you think Chelsea are quite the better side, they sit 11 points clear of them. But if you'd watched them, the both sides play last week, like I did, West Ham looked by far the more cohesive unit. Last season, Chelsea did the double when the sides met, but the Hammers have avoided defeat in six of the last 11 meetings of the sides. Under two and a half goals, interestingly, for a London derby, which is normally feisty, is on a seven and four run. And I think when you've watched both of these teams play in recent weeks, neither side seems to have too much attacking flair at the moment. Chelsea don't look like they're fully functioning with all the players that they've brought in. I think this is going to be, as usual, a fierce lunchtime, competitive, but more than likely bitty London derby. And with I don't know if you knew this, Pete, Chelsea haven't scored more than nine goals on the road this season. Yeah, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? They've only won three of 11. They're very nervous. I like the under... And I also like a little bit of the no on both teams to score, Pete, at 1.95. I think it could be quite a, a nervous um, but tense game. arsenal Brentford next. Um, list. Uh, arsenal won the game last season 2-1. The handicap is minus one and a quarter. Arsenal went minus one and a quarter. 1-7 draw and three lost naught. Four of the seven by two or more goals coming off a 1-0 well, defeat away at Everton. But you know they've had they've had a you know a lucky weekend Arsenal have had and I, I thought Spurs would give it their all against Man City 
Um, Brentford away went plus one and a quarter, one one, drawn nought, lost one, and the one defeat was by two or more goals. Coming off a three nil uh, victory at home to Southampton, Brentford good record, undefeated in seven, and scored at least two in seven of the last eight. So. You know, a bit worrying, really. Minus one and a quarter uh, goals, 82 matches, 37 um, wins, 21 half losses, 24 losses. So it's roughly 37 to 34. Moraine's suggesting some good value Brentford. And I, I think, I think you know, it, it's not a bad bet, but I can see Arsenal just scraping this, though. Well, you mentioned the fact that Brentford have been in some re- a rich vein of goal-scoring form of late period. I was genuinely surprised when I checked the league tables. They've scored 35 goals this season, Brentford. And, and you almost, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, they're all, you know, a one-man attack, Ivan Tony, But they're far from it. And I think this is a big pressure game for Mikel Arteta <coughs> and co. Yes, they got lucky with the results last weekend in terms of Man City not sort of capitalising on Arsenal's defeat at Everton, but they are coming off the back of a defeat at Everton. Brentford have played 59 games since they came into the top flight for the start of last season. They've only lost by two or more goals in just 12 of those. I tell you what, Pete, I'd rather be back in Brentford plus one and a quarter Mm. than opposing them here, mate. I, I think this is a very tricky game for Arsenal. It wouldn't surprise me if Brentford avoided defeat. Well, I mean, when you look at it, they they, they played magnificently at the um, Etihad, uh, you know, in, in beating Man City. So yes, I, but I just get the I I just get the sort of feeling though that Arsenal will you know want to avenge well you know last week's defeat that they'll want to get back on the on, on the win, and I can see them winning this. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Arsenal scraped it, but. On this line of one and a quarter, I know which side of the fence I'd be on. Yes, yeah, I would as well. Um, Palace, Brighton next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, uh, Palace have won one, there's been three draws, Brighton have won one. Uh, plus half a goal. Uh, Palace went plus half a goal, one, two, drawn three, lost three, cut off a two-one defeat away at Man United. Brighton went their minus half a goal, one naught, drawn one, lost one, cut off a, a one-nil victory at home to Bournemouth. Palace, not one in five, Plus half a goal, 121 matches, 62 home, 59 away. So very, um, you know, even there. Good value, Palace, my ratings are suggesting. And, uh, you know, again, you would have to say, you know, you can't really argue with that. Although, again, yet again, Brighton are playing very well. God, I hate Brighton, Pete. Yeah. I I genuinely don't understand this. You do a little bit of name swapping around. Um, The team beneath Brighton is Brentford. The team below Palace is Nottingham Forest. If Brentford travelled to Nottingham Forest, would they be half a goal favourite? No. Maybe quarter of a goal, probably scratch. Yet for some reason, the, the, the nerds that love the XG and all that malarkey, they just pile in on Brighton every week. And sadly, we, we've been burnt too many times. Interestingly, Brighton haven't won any of the last six meetings of the sides. They've only beaten Palace twice in the top flight. Last season, both games ended in 1-1 draws. And the yes on both teams to score is on an 8-2 and two run in this game. And we all know, or well, we kind of know a bit of a spicy history of it. I'm not having Brighton as half a goal favourites here, Pete. You've got to take Palace or pass. I, I'm sick of saying the same thing, though, about Brighton every yeah. week. Yeah. They, they often do. I mean, last week, we were, we were lucky enough to take Bournemouth plus one and a half. So, we were all right that week. But... 
Yeah, I still don't see where they get all the love from, even though they are sixth in the table. Fulham Forest next, uh, minus half a goal handicap here. Um, Fulham, when they're minus half a goal, not many occasions. 1-1 one, one drawn, 1 lost, 1 couple nil nil draw away at Chelsea. Forest, uh, when they're plus half a goal, 1 draw this season. They're coming for a 1-0 victory at home to Leeds. Forest undefeated in 5. And Fulham haven't scored in three. Minus half a goal, 268 matches, 124 home, 144 away. My race is suggesting no value in the line. I think it'll be a tough one to call this one. Well, I think if you extend it back a little bit further, Pete, I think Forrest have won five of the last ten. And it's it's quite strange, really, because when the fixtures came out, you know, at the beginning of the season, if you'd have projected forward here, you, you'd be starting your sort of... Uh, you know, game preview here with a relegation six points. I mean, it, to be honest, at the moment, it's far from it. Forest sits six points above Everton in 18th spot. And Fulham, well, they're crikey. They're well away. They're nearly safe already with 32 points off 22 games. Promoted teams taking on each other sees the home side win 40% of games in recent seasons. And surprisingly, the over two and a half goals is coming out on top in that and going 18 and 16 because I would normally expect these games to be sort of more tight affairs yes on both teams to score goes 58% in those games I'll be honest Pete I've, I've seen a bit of both sides in recent weeks been very impressed with what I've seen from Forest, but I actually think Fulham are a little bit of a cut above them so if I was betting this game even on minus a half it would definitely be Fulham I'd be taking Leicester Spurs next, uh, plus a quarter goal, the handicap here. Recent head-to-heads, Leicester 1-2, there's been one draw, Spurs have 1-4. Leicester went plus a quarter of a goal, 1-3, drawn 2, lost 5, 4-2, victory away at Villa. Good win, that is, for Leicester. Spurs, when they're minus a quarter of a goal, handicap away, good record. 1-7, drawn 3, lost 0, coming off a 1-0 victory at Total Man City. Leicester conceded two or more goals in five of their last six. Uh, plus a quarter of a goal, 300 matches, 90 home, 82 uh, half uh, win, 128 losses. Again, 131 to 128. No real value in the line. My ratings, though, in the past have, have lent heavily towards Leicester. This is a sort of situation where Spurs like this. And I think, to be quite honest, if you, if you back Spurs minus a quarter of a goal, I can really only see you losing half a point. Well, this is an interesting game for me because this... this line has shifted a quarter of a goal in Leicester's favour because it opened up half a goal and, and it does show really how low at times the market have been on Leicester this season, that their win last time out has had a bigger effect on this line than Spurs beating Man City I mean if you'd have said to me before last weekend that Spurs were going to beat Man City and this line was going to move, I'd have said, yeah, of course it is. It's going to move in Spurs' favour or what, or against Spurs in terms of getting market value. But there's such a basket case, this Spurs team, under Antonio Conte. And you do wonder, Conte wasn't at the ground last week against Man City. Maybe that kind of relaxed his players a little bit because I do feel that there's a bit of a tension there at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and is Conte staying? Who knows? Probably not. I mean, the fans can't even rely on them to lose these days when they want them to lose to Man City to try and stop Arsenal winning the title. I, I can't touch this game with a barge pole, Pete. Even though this line's moved 
more to, towards Spurs and naturally I would sort of gravitate to back in Tottenham minus a quarter of a goal against a non-elite side with the firepower they've got. I just can't touch it. Next up, another game which is a little bit confusing. Southampton Wolves, recent head-to-head, Southampton 1-1, there's been uh, no draws, uh, Wolves have 1-3, plus a quarter goal this had to come, it was scratched, plus a quarter goal, Southampton uh, 1-1, drawn three, lost six, come off the 3-0 defeat away at Brentford, Wolves minus a quarter goal, 1-4, drawn three, lost three, coming off a, a great 3-0 victory at home to Liverpool, Southampton lost eight in the last nine, my ratings, though, are suggesting the value is with the Saints. Um, you know, now that that line's moved, but I, I certainly wouldn't be putting my money on that. Well, have you, have you been, I know you've been away, Pete. Have you been following all the stuff with Nathan James? This no, week? no, I haven't. No, what's well, I think he's slightly mental. <laughs> he's been going on about how he's one of the best coaches in Europe and how he could have stayed in a nice Welsh village and married a nice Welsh girl and been a PE teacher, but he, that would have been too easy and he's challenging himself and he's one of the best managers in the world. And I think Southampton, by the sounds of it, are pretty close to pulling the trigger on him, even though they've had some sort of, you know, a little bit of a revival under him. I'm not even, I'm not sure he's all there and, and I don't know how that's going to sort of reverberate around the dressing room. And it's certainly in my mind, playing into this line that we're seeing, because I'm really surprised um, that Wolves are now... What did you price it up, Pete? Did you say off the scratch? Yes. It, 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 well, it, no, I, I've done plus a quarter of a goal. Uh, I reckon value Southampton. I, I didn't think there was any value in the in the, in the scratch line. Yeah, because I, I didn't notice that must have shifted sort of in the last couple of hours or so. I've, I've not checked this particular game because we're now seeing Wolves minus a quarter as the prevailing market line and, and I think some of that is to do with the, with the Jones quotes and when you look at the historic matchups, Wolves have gone 6-2-1 and one when the teams have met in recent seasons, they won the last four straight meetings of the teams <coughs> bottom six sides Pete win 45% of games though home to fellow bottom six which equates to a 2.24 true price which does suggest just the bare stats now you're getting plus a quarter on Southampton that is where the historical value is. But with all this stuff going on with Nathan Jones and talking like he's in cloud cuckoo land, I wouldn't be touching the home side with not even your money, Peter. Yeah. Bournemouth, Newcastle next. Uh, plus one goal here. Um, recent heads, Bournemouth won one North has been two draws. Newcastle won two. When uh, plus one goal, Bournemouth's record. It's not bad, this. When plus one goal, one three, draw North lost five. Uh, four of the five defeats were by two or more goals, coming up on 1-0 defeat away at Brighton. Newcastle, they've never been minus one goal handicap in, in the Premier League for, for you know, since my I've got my records for seven years. And uh, they're coming up on 1-0 draw at home to West Ham. Newcastle undefeated in the last 16, though. Uh, plus one goal, 174 matches, 58 uh, wins, 49 pushes, 67 uh, away wins. My ratings are setting some good value Bournemouth here. And... You know, with Newcastle, I know they haven't been, they've been undefeated, but they're not exactly walking over teams. I think Bournemouth, not bad, plus one goal here. Well, there's a preview up on focus.football.co.uk, <laughs> folks, that I've done for this game. You can probably suggest or probably guess which way I'm leaning. And it's all to do with margin, as you quite rightly pointed out there, Pete. It, 
Newcastle aren't blowing teams away and this is going to be a tough game. The atmosphere is going to be bouncing. I mean, Eddie Howe, it's his first return to the Vitality Stadium. You would expect him to get applauded by all four corners of the ground because he did a fantastic job at Bournemouth. Yes, they ended up getting relegated and he left before he could try and take them straight back into the top flight. But he did incredible work there. And what he's done at Newcastle with arguably... You know, not splashing ridiculous amounts of money, but sh- getting shrewd acquisitions and then coaching them up has been a revelation. Newcastle have only lost one of the seven meetings of the sides in recent seasons, but they've only they've drawn three of them. So you're getting a full goal on Bournemouth. I'll let you head over to focusedonfootball.co.uk, check out the preview, but I sense you can imagine which way I'm leaning in this one. Leeds Man United next, and, and Again, as you, as you said, yeah, yeah, uh, coming off a two-all draw there, um, plus half a goal here. Recent head-to-heads, Leeds have won naught. There's been one draw. Manchester United won one. Leeds when they're plus half a goal, one-one draw, naught lost three. Manchester United with minus half a goal, good record, one-eight draw, naught lost two. Leeds now not one in eight, and Manchester United scored five, uh, two got at least two goals in five of their last six. Plus half a goal, 121 matches, 62 home, 59 away. Marais is suggesting no value in the line, but I would lead toward the away side. I'm doing more than leaning, Pete. I'm toppling over and going head first in on them. I, I think Man United are a good price here. The line was minus three quarters until the 2-2 draw on Wednesday night at Old Trafford. That's tipped it down to just minus half. I'm delighted with that result because I'm going to take Manchester United here. Top six finishing teams away to bottom six finishing teams. And I think we can probably agree that these realistically are what both sides are. They win 68% of games. 68% of these games end in the better away team winning. That equates to a true price of 1.48. You can nearly get even money on Man United, Pete. I'm all in on Man United this week, mate. Minus a half. Give me Eric Ten Hag's men. Uh, from what I can see, this looks as though it could be one of the most entertaining games uh, of the weekend. Manchester City owns Aston Villa. Recent head-to-heads, uh, City have won all four. When minus one and three quarters, Man City's record is 1-8, drawn one, lost one. Four of the eight have been won by three or more goals. They're coming off a, a 1-0 defeat away at Spurs. Villa, when they're plus one and three quarters, 1-1, one, one, drawn not lost two. None of the two games they'd lost by uh, three or more goals. Coming off a 4-2 defeat at home to Leicester. I mean, really, all you can say here is goals, 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 I think. You know, Manchester City have got an excellent record against Villa and and, and the, in these games, they tend to score quite a few goals. Minus one and three-quarter handicap, though. 65 matches, 15 times the home side have cleared it. 15 uh, half wins and 35 away. So the lead is definitely uh, to the away side. No value in the line with the ratings. But, you know, historically, it suggests... Uh, uh, Villa plus one and three quarters, but I think this could be an entertaining game. If it's anything like the last game last season, then it'll be great. Yeah, definitely. And and you have to wonder in all of this, what, what's going on at the Yeti had behind the scenes with all the sort of scandal about the finances and everything. Will Pep walk? How engaged is he? Would this line have been two or maybe two and a quarter if all of this financial scandal wasn't in the background. City have gone 6-1-0 and in recent meetings, but the game at Villa Park earlier this season ended one apiece. 
been two goals in all of those seven games, but only two of the seven saw more than three goals. But interestingly, Pete, since he's come in, Unai Emery, Villa, they've gone 5-1 and 2, and they've scored in every single game. And that's included um, games against Liverpool, Man United, Spurs, against the best teams, the better teams in this league. Since he's come in, they've found a way to score. And it seems a little bit more of an offensive Emery side than I can remember at the, at the from the Emirates, from his time at Arsenal. I might be um, speaking out of turn there or misjudging his time, but they just seem to play a bit more on the front foot. So, uh, I agree with you, Pete. I think there will definitely be goals in that game. Right, finally, uh, Liverpool against Everton. Recent head-to-heads. Liverpool are 1-5. There's been one draw. Everton 1-1. The handicap is minus one. Liverpool in minus one. 1-9 one draw, one loss, naught. Five of the nine will buy two or more goals. The club a 3-0 defeat away at Wolves. Everton, when they're plus one goal, one not drawn for lost six. Three of the six were by two or more goals, coming from one nil victory at home to Arsenal. Three or more goals have been seen in eight of Liverpool's last nine matches. <laughs> really, they're conceding those three by the, by the sounds of everything. <laughs> uh, minus one goal, 261 matches, 100 home, 68 push, 93 away. My race is assessing some very good value back in Liverpool here. But does that mean you're going to take it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this line opened minus one and a quarter. So, in terms of line value, you're certainly getting the best of the number. And you never know, Pete, depending on the results this weekend, if some of the big favourites win, we may actually see quite a bit of liability rolled up into Liverpool. So, I would imagine it wouldn't be the worst bet, folks, if you grab this minus one now. Because you might see minus one and a quarter come kick off. Because you know people might be looking to spend their winnings or chase their losses on on Klopp's men. But my concern is that Klopp does seem to me a bit like a man on the brink. He looks both exhausted, both in spirit and in ideas. Everton's fans and their players may sense that a strong showing here could really pile some more pressure on him. I mean, I don't know. Has this money come for Everton? based on that great win against Arsenal, or has it come against Liverpool? I genuinely don't know. I mean, if I was betting this game at the current line of minus one, it would certainly be Liverpool I'd be taking. I don't think I could trust a a Sean Dyche-led side only receiving a goal away at a a real top... Well, say a top six side, but Liverpool are sat in 10th at the minute. And to be fair, they're there on merit. They're five points behind Brighton, four points behind Brentford. Whether they'll end the season in tenths a different matter, though. So yeah, you'd expect in an in a Merseyside derby that Liverpool, despite their terrible recent form, would put in a big performance. Right. So it's uh, well, uh, you know, there's some good there's some good looking games this weekend. I think there's some value to be had, and I'm going to go Liverpool minus one. I went with them last week, which which was disappointing, but I'm going to give them another chance here. Liverpool minus one. I'm also going to go Bournemouth plus one goal and I'm going to go Crystal Palace plus a half. I'm just going to take the one selection for the podcast. There is one up on focusedonfootball.co.uk for the Bournemouth-Newcastle game. But for the purposes of the podcast, Peter, I'm going to take Manchester United minus half a goal away at Ellen Road. Right then, we should be back, well, normal time next week. Although there is a... We, we, I'm just thinking about this, though. Bonus pod, Peter. Bonus pod. (laughs) 
<laughs> wait one minute. Wait one minute. Give me a chance. I don't even know what bloody day it is. Wednesday. Wednesday night. No, the day today. What the day is today? Let alone bloody. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's Friday yeah. today, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we could do, I mean, we 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 could we could do something. Can we do something Tuesday? Yeah, of course we can. It's Arsenal Man City on Wednesday, Peter. Yeah, the well, we could do... need to know what we think. Yeah, what we could do, we could go through the whole. I'm thinking, we can we go through the whole fixtures and do the, or would you rather? Okay. Do... Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we'll or do we that. Do, or we can do a bonus pod. I'll leave it up to you. Yeah, you no. have a long, long sleep. And think about <laughs> it. Well, no, we'll go eleven matches. We'll go eleven matches. Okay. You, you oh, can't. Gosh. Yeah, it's uh, going to be. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Seven thirty kickoff as well. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that's about. Uh, is, is that? Uh, will it be shown on Amazon? I'm not sure. I reckon it might be. Oh, or will it? No, no, it can't be. Can it? I'm, I'm just going to have a look while we're we're. It might be, was it that Amazon week and they didn't play for It could time? be, yeah. But oh, I but oh, but can but can you see with the king? But, yeah, I can but can you see a game like that being on 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 a Amazon? I can't. Well if it was there. Yes, it then, is. It is. It is. Yeah, it was probably wow. game week that wow. interrupted. Might have been the king or the queen dying. That is unbelievable, isn't it? Arsenal well, v Man City on Amazon. Yeah. Have you got Amazon? Yes, yes. Amazon. Wow. That is a... Well, don't tell everyone, but I, I steal my mum's. You see, they they, they, they wanted... The, this is what they wanted, didn't they? I don't know whether you've seen for any, any sort of boxing fans as well. Have you seen the... Uh, and you'd probably know about this, the, the zone, the new prices. Oh, uh, right, and it, and it's including that. NFL NFL pass, international oh, pass. Yeah. yeah. Is the, is the, does the game pass show all the matches? Yes, yeah, it's great. You can go on any game. Mate. Yeah, well, what what we? I mean, I, I'm an I'm a DAZN subscriber, and uh, it was one pound ninety nine to start with. This is in Britain; it's boxing only, and yeah. then uh, it went to seven ninety nine, and then we had an email this week, and it said you can either pay nineteen ninety nine and what? and cancel at any time. A month, or you can pay nine ninety nine a month, but commit for twelve months, or you can pay ninety nine pounds for the year. So I've gone for the nine ninety nine a month, committing over a year. But then now that after that, NFL is now included in that, so all those games. So I don't yeah, know how much and, you and pay. I know how you love your NFL as well. Not that you can name a single player. No, no. But how, how much do you pay for an NFL pass? Uh, the game pass is hundred and ninety a year. Also, oh, this might be cheaper. Oh no, maybe hundred and fifty a year. But oh yeah, by the sounds of it, it would be. But you'd have to pay. Yeah, I think you have to pay for it a year in advance. Or yeah, to be fair, I'm probably going to get rid of Game Pass next year. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting chat for some of our listeners. <laughs> who, are we, who are you betting in the Super Bowl? Finally, people. I don't even know who's playing. Oh, for God's sake! You'll have sent a selection out and based on your numbers. <laughs> It's the Eagles and the Chiefs. <laughs> Kansas, Which name do you like best? Uh, Philadelphia. Is that Philadelphia, isn't it? Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles. And Kansas, isn't it? Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. yeah I reckon, just out, I, and I know nothing about it, I would fancy Kansas to win that. Yeah, I think I slightly do. But for the purposes of the podcast, I'll suggest Philadelphia so we can go head-to-head. Yeah. And right. now you'll have to think of a new player. Now Tom Brady's retired, Pete. You'll have to look up <laughs> to find another... Random NFL player yeah. you can say you know the name of. 
Right then, we shall be back, well, Tuesday night, and uh, have a good uh, weekend, everybody, and uh, best of luck. Best of luck, everybody.